0: I can't see you guys. This is good. (laughs) I was about four years old when I went to my first wrestling practice. It was held at one of the local high schools near where we grew up. And I remember walking into the room and I saw all the older kids running in laps to warm up. And I also saw my cousin and he was like sprinting around all these guys. And everything I knew about the sport of wrestling in that moment was just watching my cousin with a cheesy smile on his face and I'm sitting there thinking, dude, I am way faster than that. Like, (laughs) how hard could this sport really be? (laughs) I ended up wrestling for about 14 years, and I didn't know it at the time how much of an impact and influence that the sport would have on my life. Um, This is planned. Um, see, wrestling was the sport that I did that a lot of my friends did not. I grew up playing soccer, a little bit of baseball, a little bit of football in middle school as well. But as you can see, not a very big human. So wrestling appealed to those of us on the small side. Um, I had a pretty fun career, um, went to some tournaments and triumphed, went to some other tournaments and got my butt kicked. but the thing about wrestling is that it teaches a lot of larger life lessons um, that really, a lot of larger life lessons that really, you they carry. You carry they, you, a lot of larger life lessons that you carry with you for the rest of your life. Um, see, it's a sport that you have to put in the work actively if you want to be good at it. Um, you have to go to practice every day cause nobody knows how to just walk out on the mat and, um, you know, run ahead outside single and run a bar arm and pin somebody. You have to go to practice and work on that. You have to actively put in the work to get better. You have to be disciplined and you have to train for this, um, in your lifestyle. You have to be, you have to, you have to eat right. You have to pay attention to your diet. You have to get right. You have to get sleep. You have to, you have to sleep better, um, there's a lot of things that go into becoming a really good wrestler. Um, the other lessons that it teaches are, are larger-than-life larger lessons, lessons that I think a lot of us carry with us if we were actively growing up a, a, in sports or as athletes. Um, you know, and the biggest one of all is that um, you, know, you, you can't hide when you're out there. You have to go out there and compete, and, and wrestling specifically is just you and that other person out there on the mat. Um, you know, you're trying to push them and pull them, literally bend them against their will, all while they're trying to do the same thing to you. Um, a lot of it is, you know, there's a lot of steps and motions involved, and you know, you got to learn how to attack and defend all while they're trying to come after you and all while you're trying to go after them. It's literally, quite literally, a calculus equation in motion. Um, biggest lesson of all, you got to learn to earn your wins and accept your defeats, and, I had my share of both. I remember in sixth grade, I made the state finals. Pretty big deal, right? Well, I lost. Um, And I remember walking off the mat and a coach threw his arm around me and he was just like, dude, don't worry about it. In 10 years, nobody's going to remember a thing. And he he was totally right. It definitely doesn't bother me that I tried to go lock upper body with this guy, got inside trip, taken my back and pinned. While I was winning the match. <laughs> but then I also remember, you know, senior night in high school. You know, uh, it, uh, senior night's a really fun night because you get a chance to really celebrate, you know, not just your entire athletic career, but also, you know, what you meant to your community and, and growing up and going to the high school that you attended. And, um, you know, we did that senior night thing where we walk out and our coaches, you know, talk about all those great things about us. You know, Cody is a four-year letter winner, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he will be attending the University of Iowa. What he didn't say was that I would not be rustling at the University of Iowa. (laughs) Probably on purpose. And when I tell you guys that I saw the fear of God in that kid's eyes that night, easiest pin I think I've ever had. Uh, My competitive career ended not too long after that. And to be honest, I wasn't all that upset to be leaving it all behind. Um, Because in that moment, I really hated rustling. See, we went to a high school that was pretty well known for wrestling in the Kansas City area. Um, you know, we were that school that it was, it was a tradition. It was a badge of honor to be a Park Hill rustler. Um, you know, we, we had lofty expectations, big, intimidating expectations that kind of rippled through the community. Um, and it was something to live up to and to aspire to be. Um, and those expectations crushed me. Um, See, the school that we went to, it was one of those schools that a lot of kids transferred into, right? I'm sure you guys know the type. Everybody loves to be a part of a winner, and we were winners, and I'm sure at the time that our coaches cultivated our program that way to you know, increase everybody's overall skill level, right? The rising tide lifts all boats. Um, I took all these kids moving in and joining our program, and while we won a lot of big matches and it led to a lot of memorable performances and banners and all that good stuff, Um I took that as an indirect message from the coaching staff that, hey man, like you're not good enough. And that bothered me for a really long time. You know, I would go to practice every day, and it just so happened that all the best kids on our team at the time were at or around my weight. So practice was more about trying to survive and trying to just get through it rather than trying to go in with a purpose and trying to improve and get better. You know, I didn't really see it that way. I kind of turtled up, I, I curled up, and I just kind of stewed. I got really mad. I didn't latch onto my teammates and, and seek advice. I didn't go to my coaches and seek guidance. I just kind of showed up every day, walked the halls, mad as hell, and I never really figured out why. But wrestling was no longer fun. Now, with the benefit of hindsight, I realize now that I just wasn't mentally tough enough to understand or grasp that situation. I wasn't mature enough to navigate it in a way that probably would have benefited me at that point in time. Um, But to be honest, if I were to go back and get a second chance, I'm not sure that I would change anything. See, around my sophomore year, I started thinking pretty big about my future. And I'm sure we've all seen those commercials, right? We all are gonna go pro in something other than sports. Well, I just really like sports. Um, That was just my thing. That's what I wanted to do. Maybe not be an athlete, but just be around the games in some form or fashion. Um, See, I have this theory that kids grow up and they're watching Nickelodeon and then they go to Cartoon Network and then they go to Disney Channel. Then they go to MTV and VH1 and whatever other trash TV is going on out there. I went straight from SpongeBob to SportsCenter. Bedtime was after the top 10 plays, and I would just stay up late and watch Scott Van Pelt and Stuart Scott and think, man, those guys have all the fun. So that really piqued my interest. So, you know, sophomore year, I took an entry level media course and learned about the world of sports journalism and broadcasting, and just so happened at the same time to take an advanced level English class, and that teacher kicked me in the butt. Um, and that really kind of pushed me to take more writing classes and to, you know, take, you know, I started writing for the school newspaper and we, had, we were fortunate enough to have a broadcast program um, and just kind of really dive into that world. And all of that pushed me to go to the University of Iowa, which is obviously a world class school for English, right? Um, and the first thing that I learned when I got to Iowa City was to write every day. And so I did. I went to the student newspaper, the excellent, excellent student newspaper, The Daily Iowan, and I wrote literally every single day. Um, But the first thing I learned was that a lot of the traits that have pushed me in my writing and journalism career are actually a lot of the same traits that I learned as a wrestler. See, I learned how to redo something and be very patient about redoing those things as a wrestler long before I became any good at writing. You gotta be able to envision something that you haven't yet created, and there's usually a lot of preparation involved. You have to take something that looks completely natural and feels completely instinctual, but we all know it's not. Um, You know, I mean, think about wrestling, right? You know, Head outside single, no change off to a double, blast double, run your feet, keep running your feet while he broke your grip. Now you got head, hands, defense, stand up, right? You know, movements create shots, create action, creates points. In the same way that words create sentences, create paragraphs, create stories. Right? You write, you edit, you rewrite, you re-edit. You know, let's make this a semicolon. No, let's make it a comma. No, let's make it a dash. Hang on, Just turn it back to a semicolon. <laughs> and in the end, you gotta be able to envision that thing that you haven't yet created. Um, and you got to be able to earn your way to that ending. Something that writing I continue to deal with now as as a writer for the daily, as for the for the Des Moines Register. I've been really fortunate enough to write about wrestling at all levels for the last decades. First for you know the Daily Iowa, and then for various internships at the Baltimore Sun and the Kansas City Star, and then at the Ames Tribune for a year, and now for the last few years at the Register here in Des Moines. Um, and just being a part of the wrestling community again and getting to see you know, the, the wrestlers and the coaches and just to be able to embed myself in the community again and to see up close how much people truly love it more than I ever thought possible, that really reignited my love for the sport again. You know, you get to share these stories about these wrestlers, about these coaches, about the community, and about what it all means to them and what they're really doing it for. You know, you get to see, um, you know, you get to see the process up close, and you get to really appreciate um, the discipline required. You get to see um, and really become enthralled by their matches when you get, really get to know these people. Um, you know, you, in a word, you, you become obsessed right And it's easy to sit back and, and watch a match and, and just love the movements and, and the attack and reattack and um, you know to really sit back and enjoy the technique of the whole thing. but you know it was really those stories that really brought me back to the sport. And I've been fortunate enough to write about a lot of really cool wrestlers and really cool stories during my time you know, during my professional writing life, right, you know, it's it's really easy to kind of lean on, you know, the fact that, yeah, like, I've written about a lot of champions, right, state champions, national champions, world and Olympic champions, and those stories always super cool, right, the the, the obstacles they got to navigate, the hurdles they got to clear, the moves they have to execute, you know, at the right time in order to win that big match, but to be honest, a lot of the stories that stick with me are about those larger-than-life lessons, about, you know, it, it's, it's not about Always winning matches, and it's not always about bringing home medals. And you know, it's about believing in yourself and and understanding the value of hard work, and and knowing that if you do the little things consistently, day after day, and stack them up, eventually big things will happen, right? I think about stories like Cam Kruger, Um, he's a coach's son from Denver, Iowa, who was born blind, but he found a lot of confidence on the wrestling mat. I think about stories like Kale Winter from nearby Waukeef, uh, he spent last year, he spent a month in the ICU with blood clots in his lungs and a few months later he took fifth at the state wrestling tournament. Um, I think about you know the, these kids like Lucas Rowland from nearby PCM, he was PCM's first ever state wrestling champ not too long ago and he did it all while his mom was battling cancer. I think about you know, a wrestler, Lily Luft, Maybe some of you have heard of her. her she, she lost her older brother to an ATV accident um, and decided to give wrestling a try because that was a sport he loved, and now she's made it her own. She's a two-time state champion, she's an All-American, and she's gonna go wrestle in college next year. I think about kids like Quincy Happel, Um, And that name might sound familiar, too, because Quincy is the third brother from the famed Happel family out of Lisbon, Iowa, right? And and he grew up hearing, you know, about how his dad, Dean, won three state titles and how both of his older brothers each won four, right? Can you imagine the expectations? Quincy had his own spectacular career, right? He won 180 matches. He qualified for state all four years that he was in high school. Um, But he didn't finish on the podium. He didn't get a state medal, that elusive state medal, until his senior year. He came close. He always came one match shy, something we like to call the blood round, right? You win and you're on the podium. You lose and you're not, right? He always got to that match. But, you know, there was one year where he lost after he scored the first points, and There was another match that he lost to a heated rival, right? But finally, finally his senior year, Quincy won in the quarterfinals, and if you do that, you advance to the semifinals, and that guarantees a top six finish, right? State medalist, finally. That poor kid looked up to the ceiling at Wells Fargo Arena and let out a big exhale, and as he walked off the mat, his dad wrapped him in a hug and said, welcome to Saturday, bud. It's those kinds of stories that stick with me. Um, You know, written about large-scale efforts, right? You know, wrestling has been going through a lot the last few years and really over the last couple of decades, right? The rise of girls and women's wrestling, not just here in Iowa, but all around the country. And, you know, when I was in college, I was fortunate to write about the Save Olympic Wrestling Movement because they almost eliminated that sport um, from the Olympic Games, right? Can you imagine the original form of competition not being in the Olympic Games? That's crazy. But what really sticks out about those specific stories is that these people are fighting not just for the opportunity to, you know, win big matches and bring home medals, but they're fighting for the opportunity for others to experience wrestling and, and all of the great things that it has to offer. Um, you know, through my own story and, and through my own obsession, um, I've learned that um, the sport of wrestling, you know, you're not always going to get exactly what you want at the time that you think you're gonna get it, you know? Sometimes when you put in the hard work now, you may not see the results until months, years, even decades down the line, but that's kind of the beautiful part about sports and wrestling, right? That you put in the work now and sometimes it pays off way later and you gotta be ready for that opportunity when it finally opens up. You know, oftentimes we think Um, you know, we see a journey or we see a goal and it becomes a little bit overwhelming because it seems so far away and it seems so big and lofty. But one thing wrestling taught me was just be where your feet are and focus on the next thing in front of you. And if you do that day after day, eventually you're going to get to where you want to be. Wrestling taught me that you're not always going to, you're not always going to get exactly what you want and you're not always going to maybe appreciate the hard work that you've put in. Um, But eventually, if you stretch your boundaries a little bit, you'll find that you don't really have any boundaries at all. And that if you only measure your accomplishments by what you've achieved, or the hardware that you brought home, then you'll never actually know how much you've grown. Thank you. Just gonna run this